Good day, people. Welcome to the Dr. Sleek Show. This is your regular host, Dr. Sleek. Today, I'll be joining the house once again with our regular co-host in the person of Miss Mary. Today, we'll be looking at the part two of our initial topic, living, Christian living in the 21st century. And today, our regular co-host, Miss Mary, will be taking us through the journey of this particular enlightening and topic. Welcome to the Doctor Sleep Show today, Miss Mary. Hi. How are you today? I am fine, thank you. How are you? I'm awesome too. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Welcome back to your show. I am really grateful and honored to be invited back here on this platform. And I hope and pray that um, the Lord is going to do beautiful things today. In Jesus' name. And amen to that prayer. Okay, so discussing the 21st century Christian living. Today, what do you have to share with us as regards the continuation of interesting topic? Um, Today, as I was seeking the Lord to know what I should share with all your viewers today, um, I got led to read about John the Baptist. So today we're going to speak about the spirit of John the Baptist. All yeah, right. the floor is yours. Let's hear you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I believe that uh, believers and non-believers have somehow once in the lifetime heard about this person, this persona called john the baptist the one that was called by god himself to straighten the path for his messiah that is jesus christ and as the bible record he was a radical like a radical radical christian to the core like so amazing he was bold i mean even the bible even talks about the fact that he came in the spirit and power of elijah Yes, just to show you that certain prophets' uh, spirit can still be reborn into certain people today. Like, it's very, very doable. The Lord is the one that gives the spirit. And John the Baptist, if you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, it talks about he came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. I mean, we all know who Elijah is, right? Yeah, so he came to make ready the way uh, prepare the way for the Lord. Yeah, and he uh, his his birth, of course, was a prophecy, because God had to like you know every time God delivers uh, someone special for a special message, He makes it special. He makes the whole coming of the person special. I mean, he was born he was born from a parent that they never had children before. Zachariah's wife Elizabeth yeah, hadn't never had children. In your age, the angel Gabriel gave them a prophecy they're going to give birth to John. So again, God using things that seem impossible to make mm. it possible for a special purpose. Definitely. 
and yeah john the baptist is that voice in the wilderness that cries out and one of his really main ministries was repent even though he's known as a baptist like you know there was someone that baptized with water and he also did that his main ministry was repent 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 of your sins i mean by those days um you couldn't talk to the scribes you couldn't talk to the pharisee because of punishment or whatsoever but he was bold enough yeah exactly and because they know people held them in high standards like some people these days (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) but just yes exactly but john uh, john the baptist was bold Mm. enough to call them out to call them out of their sinful ways and what they did and ask them to repent because at the end of the day repentance is what every christian's walking we we are called to walk in repentance daily as well and john the baptist did exactly what god called us to do in the great commission in matthew before he left asking us to uh, go and make disciple of the world baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit yes and john the baptist was baptized with water because then just had to come here but he says i baptize you with water now but the one coming after me will baptize you with the holy spirit it's quite it's quite it's quite so, yeah. it's quite uh, uh, mysterious how um he knew that jesus was coming you know and he kept he kept telling yeah, the people that yeah. he, he baptized that look i am not the way i'm not the light the one who is the way is coming and when he yep. comes you know it's just so amazing how those yes. things how those events you know you know connected with each other and all of that mm-hmm. interesting mm. mm-hmm. yeah he definitely proclaimed uh, the coming of christ i mean john the baptist mission was really clear to him because his, his parents had already uh and revealed to them mm-hmm. so when he was born because the, the, the Bible also declared that he was going to be filled with the Holy Spirit True. even before he was born. Very, very amazing. How amazing is very, that? Very. It's like, oh my God. And by then you have to understand that there was nothing like filling with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit mm. just comes on you and left. Mm. There was no indwelling. But John the Baptist had indwelling. Oh, wow. Like, I, Jesus I Christ. the event of when Elizabeth went to visit Mary. The baby was to visit Mary. Baby, Mary yeah, went to Mary visit, went Elizabeth. To visit Elizabeth. Yeah. Kicked in the womb. Mm. Yeah, he lived of joy because his Messiah. He recognized his Messiah when when Mary spoke. That the Bible said when Mary spoke, John the Baptist deep, leaped with joy. Deep mystery in his mother's womb. I'm telling you, even deeper mysteries. So you are telling me a fortress in the womb can hear see her ah wow jesus very, very oh, god is amazing john the Baptist proclaimed the coming of the messiah and he was a man filled with faith and order to those of us who wish to share our faith with others boldly you know so today we're going to talk about the fact that we need to go back to the fundament of the great commission which is going out to the world, making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is in the same spirit as John the Baptist did. 
but this time around we have the indwelling holy spirit just like john the baptist did and he boldly proclaimed the word of god he didn't really care about social life the bible says that he lived in between the he mountains very, the hillsides very mysterious very strange yeah you know a lot of people just didn't understand yeah the kind of they didn't understand him but the lord knew him that's the most important and he was doing something really great for the kingdom of god and that's what is important these days sometimes we can get caught up in many other things which is it could not be like something sinful but at the same time we have to ask ourselves is it important it's not sinful but is it the most important You get it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So brethren, today I'm here to encourage you just like the way the Holy Spirit was working in the life of John the Baptist, helping him to clear the way for the Messiah. We all know the Bible declares that Jesus is coming soon. This commission John the Baptist had when he was preaching about the coming messiah it's not different from what we have today because the messiah is still to come again and this time around god didn't just prepare one man and gave him the power he chose the people that believed in him he says if you believe in me you believe in jesus and what he has done you have the right to be called the son of god and the moment you get translated into the kingdom of heaven you have that commission to go and win souls for the kingdom now it's not just john the baptist now we have millions and trillions of john the baptist yes yeah exactly but the thing is the power that is available to us to act upon it for the kingdom what are we doing with it what are we doing with it are we using it to gain popularity are we using it to be self righteous are we using it so we can do things that people will appreciate us taking the glory from god or are we really doing it for the souls for the kingdom of god john the baptist did not no. care but he made the people know he wasn't the messiah because he was so bold and radical and the, 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 you know now the pharisees will always come and be asking questions to trick you and stuff like that and he's like let me just tell you here and there he I'm not the messiah he, yeah he said he said I'm not the messiah but this some of us these days we like to take the false seat mm-hmm. I want to act like we're the messiah we are called to point people to the messiah like John the Baptist did point people to the messiah and if god uses us like god used John the Baptist to do great things and people were like in awe they were like wow and everything and they came to him to ask questions he refused he says not me i'm not the messiah does this sound familiar to you with some yeah, prophets because, these days you know prophets and pastors these days they want to take the glory they want to they want to Thank make you. themselves look like God. They make their members set up portraits of them, their pictures in their homes. And you wonder, is the pastor the Jesus Christ? 
and you see them calling exactly. uh, my daddy in the Lord, my this, my that, emphasizing a oh, man, wow. trust, <laughs> over the Lord Almighty, <laughs> and the man. I'm telling you, house. some of them even go. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Boxing in the glory that his members are worshiping him as at against worshiping the Almighty God. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them even go as far as to print out their images on chains and bracelets oh, and God. make people wear them. Daddy, do you know this How is could you? idol worshiping? How dare you? Do you know it is How dare day? you? You know, do you know it's modern How day dare you? idol worshiping? It is idol worship. It is idol worship. It is, but you know why these things happens to us? It takes me back to Hosea six four. My people perish for the lack of knowledge. It's because we rather follow these people than follow the Christ in the Bible Himself. That one advice I'm gonna give you guys today, brethren. I beg you in the name of Jesus, read your Bibles daily. Read your Bibles daily with the understanding of the Holy Spirit. Even if you open your Bible and you don't understand, pray, say, God in heaven, I want to know you. Give me your Holy Spirit in order for me to grasp these revelations of your word. Let it become life to my spirit. Let it cause a great awakening. I'm telling you, I have been to so many places, revivers, whereby we had studied the word of God, we prayed before we entered. We entered there, we saw witchcraft in plain sight. They will pray, they will talk about things. Man of God is coming to preach. He has a white, he dressed all white and he has a white tower covered on his head. And the Bible made it clear that any man that prophesied with the clothes on top of his head is cursed. You can't do that. And they will kneel down and pray, cover themselves with this white cloth, and they will pray in the name of their anointed fathers, of their of their of the one that gave them power. You know, one time I was really shocked that this man of God, so called man of God, prayed and called and says in the name of this, 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 this apostle. Can you imagine that? He prayed in the name of this person that gave him the seat where he's sitting right now. And I look at my friend, I was like, where is Jesus in this? Where? People are really, really losing respect for God. And this is one thing that I also, the Lord has been telling me is like, the fear of God has mm. left many hearts. The fear of God. The fear of God. See, yeah, believing in God is one thing, but respecting and reverencing God is another thing. That's very true. The respect and fear of God, wow. And the Bible says many, their hearts will grow cold. And trust me, the hearts of men have grown cold. Because of the posture. I'm not even talking because of all these things that they do. And then I'm not even talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about believers, how they act in the heart of God, in the house of God. It shows you that the respect of the Lord is and gone. Don't forget, the Bible says that judgment will start from the house of God. It does. It starts with his people. God is not a respecter of man. 
he starts with his people he will judge his house first and that is why that is why evaluation so gonna... starts from the house mm-hmm. of God not necessarily focusing on unbelievers yes let's focus on not... ourselves as believers thank first. you let's get it right when we get it thank right, you getting unbelievers thank you thank you thank you because if we don't start evaluating ourselves you know it's easy to point fingers it's easy to say oh this this that and that 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 the bible says before you even remove a speck in your brother's eye look at the log look at that log pull out that log first when you pull out that log then you will probably see the speck and then you can take it off The spirit of John the Baptist. Now we are so, so weak and carnal that when we write something on Facebook and two comments come against us, we get scared. We delete it. We don't want to query. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to offend our worldly friends. What? What? I had a I had a post, and I said, if you started getting too overwhelmed with worldly friendships it's not good you have to post radical truth about the bible and what you believe with make them feel uncomfortable so they will know who you are they will know where you stand because if we keep housing these worldly friendships oh she's my friend oh she's my she's my classmate or everything i'm not saying don't have friends but they must know who you are. They must know what the precepts like that you stand on. They must know exactly. They must know your identity. Thank you. And if you have a friend that you can't preach the word to, it's a lie. Cut that That's friendship. True. Because the Bible makes it clear. There are two ropes. There's one rope. There's two edges. Either one pull you to the dark side or one pull you to the light so if you're not doing the pulling to the light trust me they're pulling you to the dark side if you like it or you don't like it it's happening even when you're aware you're not aware it is happening that's why the bible advises us to seek counsel with iron that will sharpen another iron yes because if you use an ask with wood now, one will die. The ask is gonna fall on the wood and cut it. I'm not saying that ask could be that ask could also be the devil. And because you're not strong in the world, you're the wood, it will chop you off. In the same way, that ask could also be the word of God, depending on how you are spreading the word and you are out there. So anyone that comes to you is like a log of wood. Either you bring them to Christ. But the thing is, the moment you start destroying them by biblical truth in their life, they don't want to listen. Oh, you judge us too much. Oh, you don't do this and that. Oh, you never go out with us. Oh, 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 oh. And then, if you don't even know who you are in Christ, you start doubting, eh, how come they're living normal life and I'm not living normal life, eh? How come they're having all the fun? My sister, having fun in the world 
and having fun in the Lord is two different things. It should be different. He says, come out of the world. Come out, come out, come out. We have to understand you are separate, set apart, sanctified for a mission. And it's not to take part in every worldly thing. I'm not saying don't go out and have play baseball or whatever, but know what you engage in. No compromises. Coming back to the spirit of John the Baptist, how many souls, if I'm really honest, to ask this question? You that are listening, if you identify yourself as a child of God, you know you are called, the grace of God and everything is upon your life. How many souls have you won since 2020? Chibuza, I'm asking well, you now. Uh, the, the matter <laughs> is, uh, when you talk about how many souls you have won, um, I think mm-hmm. this is just a personal opinion now. I think the counting of souls um, should be a thing that um, heaven should take note of, not you, because I, I feel that the the human the human mind cannot comprehend the heavenly mind, you know. So I, because if you want to start counting the number of souls you won, uh, you mm-hmm. might you might get to a point. It's two ways now. You can either be become proud and arrogant or you can be discouraged either way okay so i think the number of souls your life is your message you know the life you live the life you portray mm-hmm. is a message that makes people want to serve your god want to follow the path you have followed you know because some people can actually preach something and they live opposite of what they are preaching understand and they want to try you know win souls for christ and you know using that flesh to do that why not living why not why also not living the life that is expected of them so if you ask me i don't do the counting you know i don't do the counting personally just my personal opinion now i don't do the counting of how many souls are more for christ i believe i do believe that um, when I'm when I'm in a position to speak Christ, when I'm in a position to counsel people, when I'm in a position to let people know the light and the way, um, that part is not a difficult part for me because the Lord takes control. And mind you, the winning of souls is the 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 the, the, the ultimate lies in, in the hands of God because I do believe I'm one of those who believe that. God has to show himself or God has to you know there's a way God arrests souls when he does that the winning of those becomes easier Mm -hmm. but what we today is that Mm -hmm. the world is being planted on 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 hard surface a lot of people are not ready to hear the word of God because they don't want to listen to the Mm -hmm. word of God so what I do as a person is Mm -hmm. I, I pray to God that intercede on just I, like I intercede on behalf of those people and God arrests them. God does his job and makes the job easy. Because I know that that's how God works for me as a person. So I can't, I can't count the number of souls I've won for God. This is the 20. Right, but can you um, 
identify how many so there are two things there is a point where you have an impact on people through the way you live through the way you share the word and they are impacted and intrigued to want to know God and there is a different part where you actually do a one-on-one with a person leading them into Christ what that means is yes what that means is you are a part of their life because then you have to help them furthermore in understanding the word of God in growing in faith and make sure praying about praying over them and making sure that all the questions they have about God and everything that through you the Holy Spirit can answer them and stuff like that that's when the counting for me can start is when when you do a one-on-one personal sewing with someone and they'll be like okay I met this sister or this brother and through me God has helped me to bring them to God's kingdom that you can know for sure for sure okay I have one soul that I won okay and then you have the other side where which is literally a lot happening because of internet that we have an impact on people that we don't even know people that we never spoke about maybe once in a while they'll write you and be like ah sister god bless you your message was really powerful i was really touched you have those people those people you don't do one-on-one with the holy spirit goes ahead and do his thing and maybe couple them to somebody else that's gonna help them further in your walk with christ so when i went with the question how many so you want i meant the one-on-one base whereby you the lord used you to into a person's life physically to really like preach and bring them to maybe your church or your assembly or something to equip them and help them stay in the faith that you know personally that's what i mean okay i thank god then anyway uh we thank god and this is just to encourage anyone out there as a christian i know that is not an easy thing to do and but be assured that it's not by our power okay jesus made it clear when he was ascending he says i will send a helper and there was a reason why the helper had to be sent because we need power to do these things because we are going against spiritual battle when you speak to someone about god physically that's not all happens physically many things happen behind the scenes that we don't see their spiritual level can get shaking and so many things can bounce back on you their spiritual animals could be angry that oh do you want to come and share some light here who do you think you are but guess what the holy spirit is um is uh, um right there with you to help you impact the life of these people and bring them to the kingdom because the kingdom suffered violent but guess what the violent take it by force (laughs) exactly exactly which means our power the one who that's in us is greater like the bible says is greater than yes so best be assured that even in the physical you don't see many things happening if you have a sister or you have a brother and by the way let me just say this distance is not a barrier because i can be here and i'm talking to someone in canada and they can still be saved and i can still have communion with them i can still have teachings with them so if you're already in a point where you're talking to people i want to encourage you don't go with your physical eye the holy spirit is busy just the only thing you need to do is as the spirit leads you to talk to this person talk to them preach to them come with questions 
open up yourself to lead them into the Savior himself because that's what we are called to do. And John the Baptist is a perfect example. John's life is an example to us of the seriousness with which we are to approach the Christian life and our call to ministry. Very, very, very true. And we can't always hide in the facade of feelings or inspirational quotes. Okay, I have nothing wrong with inspirational quotes, but I'd rather post the Bible. I rather post a Bible because the word of God will speak for himself. If I have to inspire someone, I will not use my own words. I will use the word of the Lord because I know the word of the Lord will speak more than my own carnal words. We have to give God the place to use us to the mission that we are here for. We were not bought with a price so we can live lavishly. That's not what this is. That's deep. That's not Jesus did not come so that we can have life and abundantly and then live it uselessly doing useless things. And that's why some of us we do not uh, uh, grow in our ministry, we don't grow in our so we don't have success in many areas of our life because why we leave the flock what we're supposed to do and we focus on things that the bible said that it shall be added unto you don't seek those things seek the kingdom don't seek those things those are things that we add how are we gonna go find things that are gonna be added to you instead of seeking what you need hmm. to seek for it to be added Leaving to you the source to go and look for which exactly go and look for scribbles you don't care for the sheep of christ but you are really caring to find a job i'm not saying finding a job is a bad thing but if you leave the work of god and you're focused and obsessed of getting a job same thing goes with marriage goes with any area of your life the lord will sincerely leave you to it until you turn back to the uh, main cause which is him seeking him first is everything the rest, he says, the rest, marriage will be added. Job will be added. Finance will be added. Children will be added. Everything else will be added unto you. These are things that will follow you when you follow God. These are things that will attach to you when you follow God. It will naturally happen, so brothers, please, in the spirit of John the Baptist. We ought to come out in the boldness of the Holy Spirit because he had the Holy Spirit. And guess what? We have the same spirit today. The same spirit. We have it today. But we linger around, we treat it and trample over it like it's nothing. And we're leaving the world to live recklessly. Why? We can't do that because we are the salt. Are you seeing what happened when you put the salt, a grain of salt on a worm? Have you tried to put salt on warm? Like that warm. You see how you'll be shaking like this? Shaking like this. Shaking like that's the thing. We are the sword. We are the light. What happened to light in darkness? By the darkness, time you put the light on, yeah, darkness flee. Second. Flee. Is this is the flee. So we so 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 exactly and the bible asks that question he says with a lamp be light be lit and put under the chair no any of us are putting our light on the chairs 
Many of us are taking our light and putting it under other pastors. We are hiding it under sisters. We are hiding it under bishops. We are hiding our light under mans. That's deeper. God is calling you to come out. Yes. Come out. Come out. There was a post I posted on Facebook. I said, fine. After thanking God for the life of your pastor or your bishop or your prophet, now go on your knees and thank God for your own life because it's yes, about so. to use you too. He wants to use you too. Don't be a shadow. When you're meant to, when you're meant to our father cast, our father cast no shadow. Exactly. If our father cast no shadow because lies cast no shadow, then don't be a shadow. Come to the light and shine. And there are many platforms which is uh you can use it to impact people. Don't use it for nonsense things. Don't use it to post nonsense things. Use it for the word of God. I'm just begging you. Because the time is so close, guys. The kingdom of God is really near. It's already here upon us. And God is coming again. And we need to make sure that we are ready. Especially the ones in the house of the Lord. You have to be ready for the second coming. Because the second coming will wipe you out if you are not ready. If you are not ready, the kingdom of God is at hand. The Bible says that this is the day. If you want to seek salvation, today is the day for salvation. Don't wait tomorrow. John the Baptist was such a great example. Can you imagine John the Baptist is one of the prophets God called after 400 years of being silent? After 400 years of being silent, God called him as a postmodern prophet to clear the way. And if the Lord says that we are all sons and we are all called, then trust me, we can do the same thing John the Baptist did with boldness and fire. To Holy Spirit's power, not caring what anybody has to say. Because guess what? The Bible says that fear the one that can kill the body and kill the soul. Both. <laughs> oh Lord. So then we are so scared of the one that can only kill the body. We disrespect the one that can kill both body and soul. Think about your choices. And you can you imagine? Think about your choices. Think about your choices. No matter how the world, to some people, the world is really good. You know, they have a job, they have their husbands and wives and kids, they're fine. But let me tell you something. We are called to do more than that. It will disappear within a day if that's what he wants to do to bring you to his presence. I've heard so many stories whereby people were so comfortable and God had to cause a shift to happen in their life so they would recognize him so they would look at him God is trying to get your attention but you are so comfy in where you are he has to kill one of your children I'm sorry but it happens so you can know you can come back yes so you can come back to understand okay hey wow he says if I do this then you will look at me if I take this away then you will look at me again and then he will give it to you again, apparently, because when you look at him, guess what? He's a God of blessings. Because when you seek him, 
when you seek the kingdom, everything else will right, be added on to you. Amazing time out having this episode with you, and um, I must confess, um, it's been enlightening the the John the Baptist experience, and um, it's been an enlightening, enlightening discussion with you. So before we um, call off this particular episode. I'm looking forward to another episode. Um, what words would you love to leave the listeners with? Um, please, I just want to beg all of you, brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not calling you to go start being a radical John the Baptist uh, experience out there. But I am calling you to consider winning souls because it's the greatest commission that was given to us by Jesus before he ascended. Do it with boldness. And if you need an extra assistance of the Holy Spirit in areas that you know you can't do, just call upon him because he's available. And if you want to be as John the Baptist, if you recognize yourself and be like, okay, you know what, you're right. Why I want to be radical John the Baptist. It's also possible. Guess what? He came in the spirit of Elisha. So best believe you, you can also come in the spirit of John the Baptist. Yes. So please, whatever you do today, impact souls for the kingdom of God. God. Bless you, Miss Mary. Um, thank you for this time out. And um, looking forward to the part three of this particular series. Now, listeners, uh, yeah. thank you, guys. Listeners, it's a pleasure having you guys taking your time to listen to us, and uh, we look forward to another episode. Uh, do not forget to uh, make this podcast, favorite it, follow it, share it as much as you can, and um, till we meet again, uh, do have yourselves a great time and a great and blessed day today. <laughs> so are you telling me we're not going to end with a prayer oh my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah let's bow our heads now father god i thank you for this podcast first i want to just bless you for allowing my brother to come up here and talk about the matters that are precious in the yes. kingdom of god Lord, I commit this podcast into your hands and every listener listening, Father God in heaven, I pray that may you give us the power and the spirit to go out there and be so mighty for your kingdom, so bold, so bold for you, O Lord. Open our eyes to see the things that we haven't seen before. Open our understanding to your word. May you birth in our spirit a new experience on how to win souls. Give us ideas because there's so many platforms out there that we can use. Give us ideas, O Lord in heaven. Teach us, lead us, tell us what we can do for you in order to win souls for your kingdom. Oh God, I pray that may you give birth to the spirit of John the Baptist in our spirit in the name of Jesus. May your spirit give birth of John the Baptist's spirit in our spirit so we can go out in every corner of the earth through different mediums to boldly speak about 
the sins of the world and the repentance of the world to turn back to you. Father, thank you for this responsibility you have given us with your power. For we are not alone. We know you are always with us. Father, as we take a leap of faith, a step to want to do this, oh God, may your power be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. (laughs) God bless you. God bless you. And God bless bless you, listener. You have a great day. A great and blessed day to all of us in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen.